up, what's up, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Growing Up Gay with your boy Vaughn. And your boy Malik. Malik, how have you been, friend, since we last talked? Things have been really well. I'm joyous, I'm blessed. Um, <laughs> I was listening to the show uh, last weekend. I was kind of just talking about how my family was kind of going through this this weird thing. My brother was ha- kind of having some challenges and uh, my mom, but things are a lot better. My mom had um, the results from her biopsy came back and she's cancer free. No cancer. Amen. Amen. We are so thankful. So two snaps. Um, That's beautiful. Yeah, it is. You know, like your parents start getting older and you start getting scary. It's like, wow, your parents are not these, um, you know, immortal angels that we once thought they were growing up. Like we're starting to see the the real, real. the real, real. Like, hey, the the vitality is slipping away. Right. Um, (laughs) But all in all, so they're good and. Um, you know, this week has been really weird with me just really, um, not really wanting to go to work, you know, not really wanting to be there, not really wanting to just, uh, just feeling very much like defeated, you know, feeling very, very sad about having to go to work and not that I don't, man, fuck this job. Man, fuck this job. Like I and and here's the thing. I am in a really good position. And and when I mean position, I ain't moving weight, but I'm in a dope position. Like that kind of position. You right. know? Um, like I am regarded there, I'm respected there, and you know, things are going well, but it's I'm not passionate about it. And I know it sounds very millennial of me saying I'm no, not passionate is real. about it. But it's just real. I, you know, I'm not passionate about the work that I that work that I do. I'm there because it pays the bills and it pays me, you know, enough money for me to be able to live live a decent life. And so, you know, m- my dream, my passion is to step out on faith and just start my yoga business. Well, not start it, you know, but to continue to deepen it and really develop it more. Um, um, you know, and to, and to do more work in media and, and, and things that really feed and nurture my soul. But unfortunately, those things are not paying the bills as, you know, as well as my corporate job is uh, for obvious reasons. You know, all these things are just new for me. So I'm practicing patience to, you know, still do what I can when I can with my yoga until I can do it full time. But man, you know, the shit, it, it gets really hard. It gets discouraging. But again, like I said, I'm just showing myself some grace, trying to remember that, hey, it's a marathon, not a sprint, you That's know. Real. And I'm working really hard now to prepare myself for when I can do this full time. So it's going to happen. It just takes time. Um, and, and I'm cool with that. Other than that, I'm well. Friend, how are you? Uh, I'm good. Um, it's funny. I've kind of been in the same place. Um, I've been actually like I've started to really look for a new job, uh, mostly because where I'm at right now, the environment has just been so toxic. And outside of me not uh, being passionate about what I'm doing, I mean, I'm passionate about it to a degree because anything I do, I like to do it well. Um, And since it does eat up so much of my time, I kind of have no choice but to somewhat care about what I'm doing. Um, 
but I, I I've been in a good space. Although I've been like I said over the although I'm over where I'm at. Um, I've also been in a very good space where I just I haven't been allowing anything or anyone to get to me, and I've mm-hmm. just kind of been like pushing through and just continuously working, and you know just and that's in all aspects, not even just at work, even at the gym, like even with eating clean. I think that's the thing that I'm learning in life now, or thing that I'm accepting that like yo shit isn't just gonna happen right away. Like you kind of just have to live, and 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 do your best. And then the results will come when they come. Like, yeah. Like, May was really good for me, like, workout wise. I've lost like eight pounds. I'm down like 1.8. Congrats. Congrats. In my body fat. Um, but I'm like, I still don't look like how I want to look. You know what I mean? And it's going to take time. So it's something that I'm accepting. But I've been, I've been, I'm proud of myself though, because I've been grinding. Like, this is my third straight week of going to the gym six times a day. I mean, sorry, six times a week. Six times a day, bitch. Bitch, six times a day, bitch. You are a <laughs> you fucking imagine, imagine, imagine a world like that. No. Um, but I've been going six times a week, and it feels really good to, like, just get up and go. Especially, um, and I also was able to finesse my director out of giving me, like, new days off. You know, you know, sometimes you got to, like, <laughs> when you're in demand, sometimes you got to, like, request certain things. So, um but no, I've been I've been good. I've, I'm just trying to remain positive, uh, trying to stay clean in the eating sense that is, um, and just trying to like you know, I'm really also trying to figure out how to get to the money because I've been I don't know mm. what it is, yes. I don't know what it is. I, I mean I'm always monetarily you know focused anyway, but like this past week and a half, I've just been like okay, how do I get? And I think it might have to do with like everything that's in the news, which we're gonna discuss in a moment. Um, but like, I'm really trying to figure out how the fuck do I get to the bags? Like, like the money, money. Like, like the like, money, money. There? Like, not the, not the. You know, I can pay my rent and still go out with my friends' money. I'm trying to get to like the the how second can I rent a yacht for the weekend, bitch? Right, like I'm. <laughs> I'm trying to get the, that second and third stream of income going. And, like, I'm to the point now where I'm, like, I'm about to start tapping my friends and be, like, so are we investing? Can we all say that, like, we're going to save for six months and find some shit to invest in together? Like, I'm looking at stocks. I'm looking at everything because I'm, like, this this whole one stream of income life is not where it's at. I need several, mm. several streams of income. So I don't know what if it's something in the, the moons and the stars. I don't know if it's because, you know, I'm a water sign. I don't know what is going on. Bitch. But like money has been on my mind. Money, money on my mind. You know. Ooh. Yeah. It's, it's been I on feel my you. Mind. Yeah. I feel the same way. I, I yeah. I feel the same way. Like yeah. I like I, <laughs> I I really have like these these designer dreams and, and I'm talking about like not just clothing, not just housing, lifestyle. Not, li- I'm talking about a lifestyle, lifestyle. of yeah. of having a designer lifestyle, spiritually, yeah. mentally, emotionally. Like yeah. I, I want it even I on some phil- it. Uh, philanthropy shit because, like, e- yes, I'm trying to do stuff for the world, and I can't do it if I'm broke. <laughs> like, well, see, here's the thing. One thing we do have to be very cognizant of is everything starts on a local level. Absolutely, yeah. You know, so it's very easy to say, oh my God, well, you know, once I have this, I'm going to do it. But, bitch, 
what the fuck are you doing right now? That's a read. Because I'm not doing you know, anything. But, you know, like, what are you doing right now? And but I also will say, it's not the a things, read. It's the not things a read, that I want to do yeah. aren't necessarily local because I really want to do things for the LGBT, LGBTQ plus community in the Caribbean. That's where mm. my heart and my mind and my focus and my goal is. Like, I would love okay. to create centers and housing and, and offer health. Uh, in like well not health insurance but like offer safe spaces where they can come get counseling all that kind of stuff is really 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 and i'm gonna put it out there i will work with rihanna's um lionel a uh, clara lionel foundation one day and we will uh-huh. do this i'm gonna put it out there and try because i can i say also i suck at manifesting things I don't know. I was talking. I was talking about this with with uh, one of my coworkers the other day. Like that, I wish I was one of those people that was just like, oh, you know, I spoke it into his. That shit don't really work for me. Like, I feel like yeah. I'm the opposite. I feel like if I say I'm never gonna do something, it never. Because I I always said, oh, I would love to new, live in New York, but I'm never gonna do that because it's too expensive. I'm never moving to New York. Who's trying to pay rent? Like for that kind of money for rent? Like absolutely not. I'm never. And now here the fuck I am. Living in New York, paying all this kind of rent. Even in the world of hospitality, I was like, yo, I'm never going to, like, I remember saying to my friends when I was working, when I first started, like, oh, this shit is temporary. Y'all are never going to catch me here in, like, five years doing, like, this hospital. Like, no, I'm just, this is just for right now. Still here. (laughs) Like, I mean, I've grown and I've elevated. Shout out to God. But, like, I feel like I kind of almost have to speak myself. Because there was a job I applied for, full transparency apply for the job i know i know the hiring director spoke uh to her prior to got called in for my interview murdered well got called uh over the phone murdered my phone interview the lady was like you're great i'm gonna send you forward etc etc then i got so excited because i know the hiring director like she told me she wants me to apply for this job we've worked together before I killed the phone interview. That's the only part she didn't have any control over. So I'm in, in my head. I'm like, bitch, I already got the job. Like, right. I was like, oh, I'm thinking like, oh, this new salary is gonna be it. Like, da 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 da. Like, I'm, I'm fully three steps ahead. I got a fucking <laughs> email saying, sorry, girl, I can't even interview you because you're still within your year of you know our overall company. So therefore, you can't move brands. And I have to, like, cancel your whole application. So, you know, once you, like, fully hit your year, which is in July, you can reapply if the position's still open. And I'm like, if the position's still open, ain't no job staying open for a month in New York, especially a good job. Like, what? So, I feel like manifest, I might, like, what's the opposite of manifestation? Like, if you speak negatively, (laughs) but you attract it. That might be me. Maybe that's a new thing that I just, (laughs) like, (laughs) like. But it's like sabotage with a good outcome. Yeah. Like what we need to well, figure that out. Maybe I need well, to. Well, like, you know what? Actually, start pushing um, in, that. in this book I read, uh, called "The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck," they talk about that doing the opposite of mm. um, of of like of like b- being opposite. So instead of saying, you know, I'm going to. Um, how the fuck they fucking describe? I don't fucking remember. I don't. Fucking know. <laughs> I can't remember how he describes it. But there is some type of principle about like like the attraction of doing the opposite and and things that you say maybe you're not gonna do. That energy still finding it finding its way back to you. Yeah, I feel like that's me. I need, yeah. to, I need to. I'm gonna do some googling and figure out what that is, and then I'm yeah. gonna like start promoting that brand. Y'all can be in y'all manifestation bag. I'm gonna be in my like. 
Noah, <laughs> my Noah station bag. <laughs> um, well, that's really funny because that leads us to our next segment, Get It Together. Um, for those who are new to the show, Get It Together is a segment about um, where Vaughn and I sound off on health, wellness, and just a life-based tip that we're kind of focused on or something that we're doing in our lives right now. And recently, I've been trying to create a new habit around what am I telling myself when I get up in the morning? Like, what's the first thing I think about? And, and you know, do I believe that the things in, that, that I want in my life can actually happen? Do I believe that I can find a new job? Do I believe that I can lose 30 pounds? Do I believe that I can keep my closet in my bedroom clean for a week? I don't believe that right now. Listen. So I don't so I don't do those things. Listen. I'm so messy. I need to be I need to be better at cleaning my room and keeping it clean throughout the week, but I suck at it. But it all comes down to your thought process before before anything goes to your heart, it goes to your mind first. You know, when someone says, oh, their energy isn't right. Well, their, their energy's not right because their mind's not right. <clears throat> and so um, it's important to just <clears throat> create some new habits around, do you believe in yourself? Do you believe that you actually can accomplish these things? So one thing that, that I do in the morning is, I'm going to have a great day today. If I start off by saying, I believe that I can have a great day, then more than likely you actually will have a great day because because you've already started off that good domino effect. I'm going to have a good day. Today's going to be a great day. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. I'm going to be joyous. I'm going to do this. It, it starts with the mindset. And the more you do that, the more you're then able to have that energy to push you forward, to actually try to attempt to like make these things happen. If you don't believe believe in your heart that you can do something or that this can happen to you, then it never will happen. So, it starts with you. Mm. That's yep. real. Yeah. It starts with you. It you know what's funny? That, like, aligns perfectly with mine because my um, get-it-together tip for this week is make it your new normal. Whatever it is that you're trying to achieve, whatever it is that you're trying to do, or whatever it is that you're trying to, like, make a part of your life, just make it your new normal. And that, mm-hmm. like, is something that I've definitely been practicing when it comes to just fitness and, and eating, um, which I know I'm always fucking talking about fitness and eating, but a bitch is trying to get fine, right? So, like, going to the gym six days a week is something that I never... I haven't done that in forever. And it's so funny because I was looking through... I was randomly looking through like old notes on my phone and I saw, um, I found a document from, um, December, (laughs) December, 2017. (laughs) And I was like, damn, this is like, old. well, no, I'm sorry. December, 2016. And I was like, damn, this is old. And like, it was this like fitness thing that I created that was like, oh, you're going to work out seven days a week. It was basically like a fitness tracker and it was like over a month long period of like what I did and what I didn't do. And it killed me because it said starting weight to um, 274 goal weight by, which is just teaches you how much more patience I had goal weight by April 254. And I, I kind of gagged because I was like, bitch, I forgot. I was like up there in the weights, weights, but like, <laughs> cause the bitch ain't nowhere near that no more. Shout out to God. <laughs> But I was like, damn, I was so patient back then. Because now I've been looking at myself like, you need to lose 10 pounds in a week. Like, that's not yeah. realistic and it's definitely not going to happen. But, like, I was so much more patient then. And then, like, the, the thing that has been, like, kickstarting my my whole make you a new normal thing is this. It's a lot easier 
for something to become a habit if you if you're not forcing yourself well if you're not jumping in and out of it you can't yeah. be in it one minute out of the next minute and that comes with eating clean that comes with working out especially for me because i love food i lo- i love food and i also love juice i love a ho- like a homemade like a good juice and mm. like I've been what's your favorite to- juice it's like somewhere between sorrel, which is a Jamaican drink. I love a good sorrel, like a nice ice cool sorrel. Um, or my mom, my mother makes an amazing carrot juice, mm. like a fresh, like ooh, it's so it's so good. But I also my go to is pineapple. Okay, a good pineapple. My juice. good, that's my go to. I love cranberry juice as well. I love all juice, but like. I've been trying to really cut back on the juice. I've been drinking mostly water. Um, and I've just been making like a healthier lifestyle, a, my new normal. Because I remember at one point it was, there was at one point where like for a good six months where I, I did not drink anything but water and I ate super fucking clean and I haven't been able to get back in that pocket in so long. I think right now is the closest I've been to that pocket because like for this week I drank mostly, I think I drank like half a cup of ginger ale and I drank, when well, I'm lying, I had a whole can of ginger ale and then half a cup of ginger ale. But anyway, <laughs> my, <laughs> my point is I've been making like go, going to the gym six days a week my new normal. And this is my third week of doing it. And like it just feels so good at this point that I don't even think about it. Like my first week, that's when that Saturday rolled around, I was like, man, I don't really know if it's going to happen. Like I don't really know if me going to the gym right now is going to happen. But I just said, nope, it's 7 a.m., get up and go straight to the gym. Like, don't even think about it. Just get up and go. And I'm to the point now where even, like, I look for ways to be more active. Like, okay, let me get off at the stop. Instead of waiting eight minutes for the train to come, let me just walk home. Mm, let me, okay. you know what I mean? Like, let me just, yeah. okay, instead of taking the train to the gym, let me just jog and walk to the gym and jog and walk home. Let me take these steps instead of taking the elevator at work. Like, let me, I know it's only three floors. It's only two floors, but like, you know, take the steps instead of walking and like just little things I'm trying to, and I'm also trying not to think so much about it. Um, Even when it comes to eating, like I, I try to allow myself to have certain things because listen, I'm never going to be one of those, you know, who don't like food. So I'm just, I might as well allow myself to have certain things. And then just work it off. But, like, not indulge. Of course, not go crazy. Just, like, little things. And just be mindful of them while I'm, you know, on my get fit shit. So, that's my... my. But that, that goes in anything. Like, just make your new normal. Even at work, I've had beef with my director for months now. And I've told myself at this point... like, Because, I mean, we're cordial at this point. And that's because I've just decided to, like, I'm not going to go back and forth this isn't my forever so i'm just gonna like chill lay in the cut do my job and go home and that's been my new normal just kind of smile and keep moving like don't yeah. let anybody or anything get to. so whatever you want your new normal to be if you know if it is fitness and, and health based and you're thinking too much about it just make it a part of your new normal kale for example i used to hate kale I never used to like kale. I used to only be able to tolerate kale in my smoothies. Now I have kale with everything. Mm. Like every, I have it for with breakfast. I have it in smoothies. I have it a part of my meal prep. Just I've made incorporating it 
a part of my new normal. So whatever you're, you're trying to make your normal, start working on it and just make it your overall new normal. So that's my get it together for this week. And I with love that, it. with that, we're going to take a quick little break and we'll be right back with you. Hey, y'all. Hope you're enjoying this week's episode thus far. If so, please be sure to follow us on our social media. The Instagram is GrownUpGay, G-R-O-W-N, UpGay. Our Twitter is GrownUpGay underscore. And our website, of course, is GrownUpGay.com. Now let's get back into this week's episode. This week's Growing Up Gay. All right. So if this is your first time tuning into us uh the grown-up gay segment of course is what the podcast is named after um it is the main segment of the show it's where we um discuss topics that mainly affect the lgbtq plus community but doesn't only affect us it can it can branch out to the heteros and the the non the everybody everybody <laughs> everybody bitch <laughs> if you I know was actually that... telling someone that recently that you know um they, they, I, well, I felt like they ignorantly asked me, "Was well, your show only for gay people or queer people?" I said, "No, you know, oftentimes our topics, um, you know, can be looked at from any lens, whether it's a queer Absolutely. lens or a straight lens. You know, there's something that can be taken away from the show. I think from any perspective, as long as you want to be open to it, you know." Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And shout out to anybody who got where my everybody bitch is from. If you know where that is from, we're friends. Um, everybody, bitch. Everybody, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, this week we wanted to discuss what I'm calling crabs in a ballroom. Get it? Mm. Instead of a barrel, a ballroom. <laughs> Does the gay community truly support one another? That's essentially what this whole topic is going to to be about. Because um, I don't know about you, Malik. But I can I know for myself I tend to notice support tends to go to certain people and not to others and it's not always necessarily based upon what you're producing. It's more so based on who's paying attention to what you're producing or who's how many eyes do you have on what you're already producing. Um, and I just want to speak in general like this doesn't have to necessarily be in regard to like work that you're putting out there this could just be in regard to some 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 support shit some friendship shit some real life shit you know do are we do we support each other do we take care of the community as a whole now this is a broad topic um so the first thing that i do want to discuss right it's pride month right shout out to it's our anniversary by the way it's Mm -hmm. our one year anniversary shout out to us um but it always bothers me that like all these companies in June are all of a sudden so gay friendly and like everything is like so pride and it's like, hey, but buy this. So does that, I, I've been seeing that discussion a lot. Um, so does it bother you that all these companies turn on their gay for the month of June and then turn it off when July well, rolls around? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, uh, does it bother me? Um, yes and no. You know, the same thing happens for Black History Month, you know. That's true. Um, where a lot of companies, they go black and they are supporting supporting all these black causes and they're so supportive of black people, X, Y, Z, but they're silent the rest of the year. So I think, you know, it's good and it's bad, obviously. Uh, what I do love about it now is like Sephora and, and Equinox, they've done two positive campaigns featuring 
uh, queer people of color, specifically queer trans people. And with the initiatives that they're doing, uh, they are raising money to that that's going to be, you know, dispersed to grassroots organizations that are on the front line actively advocating for trans people, well, trans people and just queer people all together. And so I and so I think that whenever a corporation does come together to use their their voice to help raise money um, for marginalized communities, it's awesome. But I just wish it wasn't one one time a year. Um, I wish that these corporations that we were giving them our dollars and our time and our advocacy, because whenever you tweet that you're using their product, you're, you're advocating for it. Or, mm-hmm. or if you, you know, when you talk about it, you tell your friend that I use the new Aveeno moisturizer, whatever you're talking about that product. And so you're, 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 you're driving people there. And right. I just wish that they did the same thing for queer people. Um, you know, more than just during Pride Month. So I think it's a good thing, and I think it's a bad thing, too. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Like, I always say, it's nice that those companies are showing their support, you know, as opposed to hating nice bitches like Chick-fil-A. Um, yeah. But I think the thing that kind of bothers me about it is that, like, and granted, there, I'm sure there are queer people. Well, of course, there are queer people in those spaces, right? Like, all these companies have to have queer employees. So, in a sense, they pay those people. We give them our money. But, like, for me, I would... Instead of you buying a rainbow flag item from a a hetero person or head company that's not completely, you know, supportive of us, why not buy that from the queer people that are already producing it? And, like, this sparked a lot of controversy on on Twitter because... Um, do you know who Demetrius Harmon is? No, I don't. Demetrius is this. He's this. He, I'm sure you've seen him before. He does skits on um, on Twitter with his like his homeboys, cute little short little light skin uh, light skin boy who like does all these little funny skits or whatever, right? He's very progressive in the sense that like he's not homophobic, he's not transphobic. Um, he tends to be, he, I think he kind of leaned in on the, is he, mm. you know, we love it. Is he, we so, love it. Is he, because don't we, we, love we, we, we love is anything that shit's ambiguous. Right. Right. So he, he kind of leaned in on the, the sexual ambigu his sexual ambiguity. Yeah. Um, but he started selling these pr- uh, pride flags. There were these nicely curated... Um, he does merch in general, but, like, he had these pride flags um, that was the, basically the gay flag, and then it had some writing on it in white. I think it was proud is one of the things that it said in white. The flags were, were cool, um, and he was selling them. So people... It, what kind of sparked the debate was a person that, you know, DM'd him, like, hey, love the flags, that's dope, da-da-da. However, you know... Are any of the funds going to, you know, going to the LGBTQ plus community? Because you're not one of us, or at least you don't identify as such. So, like, where is where is this money going? Like, are you doing anything with it for the community? And his response to that was like, hey, um, I'm not really making any money off of this. Um, I'm actually just doing it so that people like who want the item can have the item. I'm, I'm ba- barely profiting from it. Um, actually, I think he's saying he's not profiting at all. Like he sells it at cost, um, and a lot of people took issue with that because it was like, like, is that a is that real? Like, are you not profiting anything from it? 
Um, and more importantly, wouldn't it make more sense to profit from it and then like use that money to benefit the community? And it was kind of a back and forth because, of course, you had people that were on his side saying, hey, he's not making any money. I don't know why y'all are tripping. He's an ally. And then you had people saying, um, if he was an ally, he wouldn't be doing this. So hmm. I, th- I think that's kind of, yeah, right. It's tricky. And I think that's where my issue lies with the whole Pride Month thing, the whole Pride Month thing, because it's like part of me is like, yay, you know, show those ignorant people out there that it's you know, y'all support us and y'all are down with us and et cetera, et cetera. But like, what does that actually look like? What are you actually doing by selling us items? Is, is that showing us that you're down with us? Like, why aren't you talking about the trans women that are being murdered, especially the black trans women? Cause it's mostly black trans women that are getting murdered. You know, why aren't y'all taking on millions and, you know, creating centers for LGBT, uh, plus community where people can get counseling or housing or all these different things. Cause it's like y'all are making, especially the, the, now this isn't Demetrius obviously, but like the, the big brands y'all are selling all this rainbow shit. Nike, for instance, is selling like rainbow pride, um, air maxes and they're cute, but like Nike's a billion dollar corporation. Like what are you doing with this money? Where is it mm-hmm. going? Mm-hmm. What are you doing for this community? That are you just selling us shit? Because if that's the case, uh, Vaughn and Malik can can get paid for that. Like we can. I mean, I can't sell you Air Maxes, but I can sell you some Pride shirts. Yeah, I can sell you some you know sweaters. I can I, like I can sell you some merch that has some shit on it for us. But like for these larger corporations, are you? I, I need you to be down three sixty five. I need you to be creating incentives and programs and 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 doing things for the community as opposed to just profiting off of us for the month of june and then going back to you know make them great make america great again in july like i don't have time for the wishy-washy it's yeah i don't know it can be obviously we can go back and forth all day in regard to it but that's i feel you 110 percent. i think you raise an interesting point you know um, by the way, you guys, we do have merch on Facebook. Go to uh, facebook.com slash gay and you can buy some of our merch on there. Um, but I I think the, the point you raise about, um, you know, just showing up for us just when it's Pride Month and selling us shit and then being gone, I think that's a great point. And we have to really be a lot more accountable and responsible as a community to say, no, we're not going to buy your shit Real. until you actually start pouring back pour back into our community. The reason I keep saying that things start on a local level is because it really does. You know, I often think, well, shit, I live downtown Atlanta and where I live, you guys, there are about three homeless shelters within less than a mile from where I live. And I live in a high rise. There are three homeless shelters with less than a mile from where I live because just the homeless problem in in Atlanta is so bad. And there are so many queer people I see walking the streets of Atlanta, walking past my building because there's, there, there's a Publix and then and in between the publics, there are these shelters. And so I see homeless trans people walking the streets all of the time. I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, Malik, what the fuck are you doing to help these people? You know, what are you doing? How many hours have you went to volunteer to do, to do just to do anything? I don't know. Right. But I do know that I can't, I really feel like, damn, well, can I really 
try to hold, you know, Nike accountable when I'm I'm right here in the heart of where the shit is happening and what right. the fuck am I doing? You know, I I I I, I kind of have a hard time with, you know, trying to sound off on, you know, corporate advocacy and and I'm always trying to, you know, have this call to action for these big giant corporations who have never done right when it comes to helping the people and creating initiatives that are going to be beneficial to our economy. Um, but I, I just kind of, I, I just feels like so conflicted, like, damn, what the fuck can we do locally as citizens to say, you know what, we need to break each other up. Um, yeah. and, and I know that I'm not doing that. And I just feel like that, because Pride Month has been changed to, um, you know, a monopoly, it has been changed to how can we, you know, get more funds in Q2? Because that's yeah, what it's, it's about. Monetize, exactly. It's monetizing you know, queerness it's, for the sake yeah, of corporate. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, so it's gone from a downright fuck you to uh, this systemic uh, oppression against queer people to uh, now a big parade where it's like, bring your kids, do this, do this, acceptance, acceptance. No, I say, come out in all your kink, come out in all your leather and your BDSM costumes and all that shit. And really give these motherfuckers a show. Like, fuck all of that. <laughs> that's, that's real. That's real. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's of course on a larger scale. However, it, it, same thing I feel like happens on a smaller scale. And, Again, as much as we want to hold, you know, corporations accountable, do we hold ourselves accountable? Like, yeah. for even 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 things like this podcast, like full transparency, I have people that I've supported to the bone that have never even retweeted a link to the podcast. Mm-hmm. They, I have people that come to me for advice, people that like an array of things, mm-hmm. and they never mention the show, they never talk about the show. They never acknowledge the, the fact that the show list, that exists. And I'll be honest, I'm not the most... I have a weird... I'm, I, I don't know what it is, but I have a weird thing with promoting the show. Like, I, it feels weird to me to be like, hey, listen to this shit. Like, please, listen, yeah. to, listen to this. I know you're able to do, Listen to this. But especially because I feel like there are so many podcasts out already. Yeah. And, like, it, I, I do kind of feel like, who the fuck am I to, like, demand someone to listen to my show? But... I also feel it's weird because I know for a fact if, say, Rihanna was to, like, tweet out, hey, y'all, I fucking love this podcast, right? A lot of those, all of those same people that I'm thinking of right now would be on some, oh, shit, y'all's podcast is dope, da 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 And it's like, why does it take certain level, like, why does it take valid, maybe, I don't know if it's validation thing that people are looking for, or, like, what it is about other people having to like put their stamp on it first a cosign yeah right a cosign if you will before people show you true love and like i think i have problems with it because i genuinely want to see everyone that i fuck with succeed i love nothing more than seeing people around me thrive and be successful and create these multiple streams of revenue so that way our generation especially for for queer people especially for queer people of color um for us to be able to like flourish and, 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 and thrive because there is, there's so much money to be made in the social media game. Like there's the, especially like when I see the, the white kids, there's like so many of them making two, three, four hundred thousand $400,000 a year 
doing nothing online. They're just take pictures. I mean, they're doing stuff, obviously. They, but it's like they're just vlogging or they're just doing, you know, Instagram campaigns. And like I said, I know a lot of that shit isn't easy. A lot of that shit does take time to, like, take the pictures, edit the pictures, et cetera, et cetera, right? But I'm like, yo, the and, and I just see the way they put on for each other. And they're just like... They they have they seem to have no issues when it comes to supporting each other, but it's like with the queer community, especially the queer black community, and I'm gonna specify even further, the gay black community, it's kind of like you have to wanna kind of sleep with the person or be the person in order for you to fully support them. Because I see things that people on my timeline support all the time and I'm like, I don't really know. Like, I've listened to it, or I've, like, tried to get into it, and I'm like, eh, there's not really much here to offer, but, like, it has everyone's full attention just because of the person that's doing it. And it's yeah. like, why does it take, why is supporting each other so hard? Yeah. I think you answered the question at the very beginning when you talked about the cosign. Yeah. I feel, you know, I recently experienced something I... I um, there is a collective called, um, there's this, this, uh, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say the, the say, name of the collective, but yeah, I, yeah <laughs> I'm not, but, but there's a collective that, that, that's out here and, you know, I was a part of it, but I noticed that the support was not evenly dispersed mm. and how I noticed this is that I realized that it was, it was about who's getting the numbers it was about who has the most followers it was about who is doing this who's doing that okay so i'm gonna align i'm gonna align myself strategically with that with those people right use those people as my base and then just align with those people and that's it and, and, and everyone else mm, okay i'll help you sometimes or whatever the case may be, but I'm not going to be fully engaged with you because it's not beneficial for me, at least mm -hmm. right now. And I feel like even if you do have a quality product, um, there are going to be people that just are not going to be down with you simply because of what they feel like success looks like. You have to be, right. you have to be like cognizant of everyone thinks that ev everyone values like their values are like these different varying degrees of, of, of whatever you value. And so if someone, if their heart is not aligned purely, then there's no way that they're going to be able to see the effort and um, the, the genuineness of what you're doing. And they're not going to get behind it until they feel like, oh, you get that call sign from someone else who they think is, is more popular or on right. or, or somewhere or somewhere or someone that they want to be or look up to. And it's just, you know, for lack of a better word, it's like that clout chasing, you know. Um do anything for clout. Yeah. Sorry, to do that. <laughs> exactly. It's like it's it's all just clout chasing. And I don't know what it takes to like get people to come out of that. What I think, you know, unfortunately I've just seen that a lot of the people that have great products, a lot of the people that um are really are down for the cause it seems like either they never make it or it takes them years to make it and once they finally do make it it's like everyone's like well you been you should have been here it's like bitch right. y'all been sleeping on me for 20 years exactly like where was that when I've been, it's where, like, like, I've been where was here. all that shit when i was 
like no one's really fucking with me, and especially because yeah. like you've been seeing me do it. I've been I, on your yes. timeline. I've been in your face, and like it's funny when we as we're discussing this, I was just thinking about my friend Sean. Shout out to Sean Garrett. Uh, Sean Garrett skin. He's like that nigga when it comes to skincare. He has helped me get my skin together. But for like a year, maybe even about maybe a year and a half, almost two years now. Actually, you know, almost two years because I was definitely in Atlanta, like in Atlanta, in Atlanta. Um, <clears throat> he's been on his grind when it comes to the skincare shit, like really going hard. I'm talking about amazing product shots, um, advice, throwing out advice for free, doing threads, doing all this stuff. And I, he would tweet moments of frustration where it's like, yo, it doesn't even feel like it's worth it. It's like. 80% of the time because it's like I'm putting in so many hours putting in so much time I've gone to school for this shit like and I I see a bunch of random people like tweet out shit and their shit goes viral yes just because of yes. X, Y, and Z and it's like frustrating because I'm like A not only does this per- is this person giving y'all bad advice but y'all are eating that shit up and now this person is going viral and I remember always telling him like yo just stick with it stay in your shit stick with it stick with it and now um, thanks to a few cosigns, he's gotten himself to this point now where it's like people are really paying attention and like he's putting pretty much not anything, but like the majority of the stuff that he puts up like gains major traction. I'm talking like thousands of retweets. Um, and now he has like a slow cult that he, following that he's building that's like even helping him get brand sponsorships. And it's, for me, it's beautiful to watch because it's like it's organic and it's like he really knows what the fuck he's talking about. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, yo, I've been watching this man grind and put out quad. And all it took was like one person to kind of be like, hey, you know, look at this nigga. And like now he's kind of like almost out of here. Like give him another six months to a year. And I guarantee you he's going to be like 50,000 followers. An influencer, influencer, really doing this shit, and it's like, but to me, I'm, I'm hoping that's what happened because he's actually really excellent and knowledgeable in his field. But I feel like that happens across the board in so many things, even on so many YouTube. Things. Like I've seen YouTubers that like go so hard and get absolutely nowhere, and they're grinding and they're grinding and they're grinding and they're delivering quality videos. They're whether it's makeup or it's fashion or it's like whatever they do. I see them grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding and like nothing, nothing comes from it. And then like you'll have someone that's like a friend of a celebrity or, um, you know, a social media person for one thing. Right. Like, say, in instance, they're just really pretty. They're popping on Instagram because they're really pretty. They suddenly start making YouTube videos that are, like, super trash. They're not putting any, like, time into the editing. They're not doing anything. And then, like, their shit is just gone. It's just out there. They're doing numbers. They're getting the views. They're getting even more money, more sponsorship. And it's, like, it sucks to see the people that, like, are actually of quality, that are actually putting out good shit, not getting the support, maybe because they don't look a certain way or maybe because they aren't marketing you know, not even because they're not marketing themselves properly, but like, especially like I'm going to focus back on the gay community. I feel like the physical is so important because there are so many gays that like tweet bullshit or are so toxic, but because they're good looking, they have all the followers. They have all the traction, all the, the, the 
quote unquote support and they can like drop products or drop music or whatever the case may be is and people are like oh this shit is so fire ah. and i'm sitting there like or even singing like they're all of a sudden a singer and they're dropping music and i'm just like no you just saying god didn't bless you in that area he blessed you elsewhere but not in that area but then you got people just lying to that person like oh I mean, this shit is fire bro you sound so good and it's like it's thing. really fucked. It's really fucked up. This same thing happens in the yoga community, even um, even amongst the queer black people. Like, I mean, there 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 are people that that are out here teaching teaching classes, and have never trained. They have not been to anyone's yoga school. Mm. They have mm. n- no experience, no credibility at all, and you're out here teaching a you're out here teaching, and it's like. You're an Instagram yogi, okay? And there's nothing wrong with being an Instagram yogi. Don't get don't don't get it twisted. But it's one thing. It's like okay, cool. You're taking your pictures. You're doing your thing. You're practicing. Okay, fine. But sweetheart, it's like you're out here teaching classes, and they're right. sold and they're sold out, and you haven't been to anyone's training. How do you how how can you trust that this person actually knows how to safely get you into these postures? How do you how how can you trust that this person um safely knows how to actually sequence a class? Like how do you, how do you know you don't know? Right. And then and then on top of that, it's like you start to see okay, wow, okay, th- this person taught this class and. Um, I, you know, shouted them out, did this, did that, what have you, what have you. They, the person literally will message you and ask you, hey, will you repost my flyer for this? Cool. No problem. Whatever. Whatever. I'll repost it. But when it's your time. They don't the, do that shit. Their messages, they read it and don't respond. Red. Listen. Red. Listen. No response. You know what I'm saying? It's like, Wow. Wow, okay. So obviously it's not mutual. The right. the love's really not there. It's really not because, there. Because when you asked me to repost this flyer on my page, I did. I I didn't think twice about it. But when I asked you to post my shit, no response. Nothing. Nothing. And low-key, I shouldn't even have to ask you to do that I shouldn't shit even have to like, ask you, because you especially, see it. Especially for me. I'm one of those things that nobody has to ever ask, ask me to support them in anything because if I see you working towards something I'm going to support you I'm gonna especially if I follow you because I'm like obviously I follow you for a reason that means I fuck with you like so I want to see you win like nothing makes me happier than seeing other people succeed and it's like crazy that other people don't have that same notion because there's so much money out there to be get like God like there's so much and it's like if we can just branch together and like support each other as opposed to like waiting for someone else to validate someone before we decide to support them. That's all. Oh yeah, they've been. Oh yeah, they've been. Yeah, they've been dope. Like yeah, they've been like they should been hot. But it's like, where were you eight months ago before so and so said I was popping? I mean, even even my friends and and this is no shade. Listen, I don't my my like my core group of friends. Real talk, they're not listening to this show. No. You know what I'm saying? They can't tell me what I was talking about last week because honestly, I, I'm I'm not gonna say they don't care, 
But I feel like they don't care until it's a cosign. Right. You know, when like we you had ever, that. <laughs> you ever had somebody ask you a question about something? You're like, bitch, I discussed this on the podcast. Yes, literally. <laughs> like, and I'm like, bitch, you, you're, you're not listening. that you're not listening. <laughs> when we had that. When we had that viral tweet um, of Dwayne Wade's son, yeah, people were like, "Oh, Malik, um, your show was in a blog or something." You know, it's it's like it's like, "Oh, okay, girl, I I girl, I've been doing this show for over forever, a year now. like you know, forever, yeah, forever, girl." And it and 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 it took you to to text me that picture. Okay, cool. But I'm but I'm sharing a show. I'm talking about I'm tweeting it out. I'm Facebooking it. And bitches don't share nothing. Bitches nothing. don't say my friend has um is doing this show. Right. Like I cannot tell you how many I, I don't have any friends that have ever um shared any of my yoga shit. Um have shared my podcast shit. And and that's not to say they're not good people. Um but I just I sometimes think that Bitches think that it's nothing that they can do to support you, or like they it's not it's not real. It's not real. Like they don't think what you're doing is really like a real thing, right? Or no one's listening anyway. So right. why do I need to be a part of that? Like, girl, you no ain't one's on, listening. On, so I ain't really got. You're not on, on, girl. So but the I minute gotta... the minute like you you get a little something from it, then it's like, oh, that's my friend's podcast. That's, that's yeah. my that's my best friend's podcast. Yeah, yeah. that's my friend. Bitch, he no. does yoga. Yeah, of course he's always done. You know, worked with. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like no, 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 <laughs> no, no. So. That's that's the real deal, Holyfield. That really is. Um, the last part that I wanted to touch on this, and this actually comes from something I saw on social media. Um, there was a topic go- going around, like kind of similar to what we're discussing now, but it was more so centered on like older gays um, mentoring younger gays, right? Outside of just trying to sleep with them, like actually mentoring them, like like teaching them. Like get basically preparing them for you know what they can expect what to come and just making sure they have a a safer journey you know into their whatever their you know queer adulthood is gonna look like and like the tweet that kind of went viral was like bitch y'all ain't my children right and while i giggled i was like you know that's actually really sad like because no we aren't your children but we like well, not we at this point because i'm not that young um <laughs> but like for the 18 the 19 year olds the 17 year olds we should be trying to offer them some advice especially if they come to us for it right we should be looking to teach them to 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 mentor them to better them because there's so many mistakes that can be made mm-hmm. there's so and and this is not even just on some gay shit this is just some life shit there's so many things that we can pass on to the youth that if we knew we would be in better places now. And like, I know I try to do that with my cousins. I mean, I don't have any queer cousins, young queer cousins. They're, they're all from, at least for now, they haven't identified as that yet. Um, but I try to talk to my younger cousins about everything from school to finances and not just on some typical save your money or on some typical, you need to go to college. Like not that, but like on some, Hey, it's okay to not know what the fuck you want to do. You can still take general classes. It's okay to not go to a university. Go to a community college and figure out whether this is really the path for you. Like, go intern. Go do these different things. And, like, I, I had um, one of my little cousins. He's in, he's a junior now. And he was he just gave up. He's like, I'm going to the military. 
And I was like, wait a minute, where did this come? Because he loves music, he loves video games, and he's always talked about wanting to like work in music and be a producer and all that kind of stuff. And that was the last conversation I had with him. So when I talked to him, he was like, yeah, I'm going to the military. I was like, wait, why? And he was like, I mean, because I don't know what I want to do, and I don't want to go to college. He's like, I don't want to go to college and not know what I want to do there, so I'm just going to go to the military. And like, bless my aunt, she's an older Jamaican woman, she does not know any better. In her mind, she was like, yeah, it sounds good. And I was like, you do realize you can, like, go to college and, like, be undeclared. And he was like, what? And I was like, you can go to college and not have a, de- like, not have a set degree. And he was like, oh. And I was like, yeah, like, your first two years of college really aren't anything but high school anyway. Like, you just, you do the basics. And he yeah. was like, word? I can do that? And I was like, yeah, you don't have to go to the military, bro. Like, you, <laughs> you don't have to just give up <laughs> and, 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 like, become, like, you don't have to do that. And he was, like, when I say mind-blown Malik, wow, completely mind-blown. And he Only was like, because oh no one God. had told him that. No one had told him. Yeah. No, no one, one had told him. him. And I was like, yeah, you can be undeclared. You can intern and, and work and figure out what you really want to do. I was like, you can intern at a record label, see if that works for you. Because, I mean, you live in Atlanta. Like, there's plenty of options music industry-wise for you or, or at a radio show. Something like that to see, like, what interests you. And, like, in those two or three years, when you're not declared and you don't have a major, like, if you figure out something that you're passionate about, something that you really love, then you can declare your major and do what, you know, take the classes and everything to finish as such. Or if maybe in those two or three years you realize college isn't for you, then you can just leave. Like, yeah. but you don't have to just go to the military straight off the bat because you don't know what to do next. And I feel like... There's so many different instances where I'm, I always think back where I'm like, yo, if I had known better when I was 18 or 19, my life right now would look so different. Absolutely. So, and Absolutely. I even, and even on a comical level, like on a, on some joking shit, but like, look at the Kardashians. Yeah. Like no shade. Kim Kardashian was the rough draft and Kylie Jenner is the fully su- like submitted project. Like, when Kim stumbled into her whole fame, and I'm not shaming her, but that's just what it was, like, her and her family did not know what to do with it. Like, they didn't they didn't know the wealth they were going to fall into. They didn't know, like, all they knew was they had a reality show, it needed some ratings, they got some ratings, and now what? They, 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 like, they spent damn near a decade before they really started securing the bag. Like, before they started building like real life brands and shit like it it, they started that in the past year or two yeah whereas look at kylie kylie was able to see what kim didn't do and this the mistakes kim did make and when she was able to say okay i'm gonna buy the body i'm gonna go the rapper route however i'm not gonna just date around and and do random shit for years no i can get to a real bag and some real money let me create this company let me use this influence instead of just signing, you know, brand deals. Let me be the brand. And now look at her. She's like on Forbes and, and killing shit. And I know she's not actually a billionaire. Y'all don't have to tell me that. I read the Forbes article where they were like, hey, we can't confirm any of this, but we're going to run with it because Chris said so. Right. But like that to me is a prime example of if you know better, you can do better. And I feel like we as the queer community in every aspect from from you know financially to 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 health wise even 
Like, there are so many kids that don't know the things that they can contract and things that they can become victim to because they're not properly taking care of themselves. And they're not doing taking preventative me- uh, measures when it comes to, to sex or when it comes to, to, to dating or even, and this is a, a random one, but even drug use. Like, you, you really just can't jump into all this shit and like not have any guidance because it can always go left. And I feel like there are so many of us in the community that can that have a lot to offer. So we need to offer that to to the younger community. I don't know how. I ain't telling anybody what to do, but like if you can figure out a way to mentor or to teach or to uplift or to just guide someone in a better path because you've had to, you've gone through the unfortunate path, then do so. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I would be so lost if there were not so many amazing men in my life that that have mentored me and pulled me aside and said, Malik, don't do that. Do this. You know, um, Jonathan Davis is my mentor and also, you know, he's a father figure in my life. He was um, a high school counselor at my school. And once I graduated, our relationship just kind of just took off. You know, to this fully formed, you know, adult male to male relationship where he, you know, has nurtured me and, you know, he was there for me when my dad died. And he has continued to just be there for me and support me, you know, um, as men should, you know, him being my elder, you know. Another another guy, D'Eric, out in Dallas, who has mentored me and nurtured me and, and been there to give me professional advice, career advice, dating advice, whatever whatever I needed, he's been there for me. Another person, Tori Williams, has been there for me and supported me. So I just feel like you have to look back and look after the people that are coming up under you. Because if you don't, no one will ever learn or be able to grow. And there's nothing worse than taking knowledge with you to the grave. No one can benefit Ooh, from it but again. you. You know, there's nothing worse than taking knowledge with you to the grave. Like, how can you reach back and help someone? And, again, if you if, if you wake up in the morning and say, and say, how can I help someone today? You will help somebody. You know, we really are not helpless in this world. We do have power. We do have value. And so often we just think that, oh, well, what I have to say, it doesn't matter. Or I'm not going to be able to help this person or whatever the case may be. Like, hey, just because you don't have a lot of money doesn't mean that you can't change. You know, change someone or be a part of their development. Like, it's not all about that. And so I definitely think that, um, you know, if you're not reaching back to help, whether we're blood or not, I think that that, that is the most ignorant standpoint. Oh, y'all not my kids. Right. What kind of, what kind of bullshit is that? Like, that's not, that's not brotherly. That's not loving. That's not how you're going to be able to push, push the envelope further. Like, no. Right. I think it's imperative that we do support each other wholeheartedly and, and actually hold space. Like how like how do you hold space for someone? You know how? By just having a listening ear. Mm, absolutely. Just because, have a listening ear. Because on some real shit, we sit back and we wonder how like white people get as far as they do. That is how they share. They, they share. share. They put they each other on. They fucking share. They put like, each other on. In, oh my in, god. And listen, there are <laughs> I have a, one of one of my coworkers. He was actually telling me how like his cousin, fresh out of college, is working at this Fortune 500 co- uh, company, 
making like $160,000 a year. And like, yeah. dude is like 21. Because it was, it was a project management is something that I'm in, kind of interested in getting into. And we were discussing about like, you know, moving on from hospitality or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I've been looking into project management. It pays well. And like, it just seems very me because I'm, I'm all about logistics and all about like mapping things out from beginning to end and keeping everything organized and figuring out all of what you need in order to make something happen. Right. That kind of stuff naturally intrigues me. So he was telling me how like, yeah, my cousin just got a job, job at project management. And when he told me like the company he worked for and everything, I was like, how he didn't even major in that like he was like yeah you know just his dad knew a guy over there and he asked him to hire a son and i was just sitting there like this negro well not negro but this white boy is fresh maybe 21 22 fresh out of college no experience like got a job all because someone put him on like and we need to do more of that hire your people like Yep. Especially you queer people that are out here really popping. Don't hire a bunch of people that aren't in the community. Hire us. Now, granted, hire us and the ones that know what they're doing. I'm not telling you just to give somebody a job to give them a job because that ain't it. But, like, don't always reach for, you know, the random white girl that a company sends you or tells you you should work with. Like, say, okay, I'll keep that one in mind, but also let me look for myself let me look for the community let me look look out for us first so lena waith is doing a great job at doing that by the way she is she is absolutely hats off to her yeah so that um that is it for me in regard to this topic malik do you have anything else that you want to add no i think we did it i think that's the tweet you know overall (laughs) i would just that's yeah that's the tweet that's it overall i would just say i would i would just urge people you know, to don't to to stop feeling helpless, to feel powerful. You can help someone. You do have the means. Right. You do have the bandwidth. It's all about the choice. Everything starts with the choice. Absolutely. Are you gonna have a yes attitude or are you gonna have a no attitude? Which one? Absolutely. Cause let me tell you something. Dinner for one at the top is not gonna be as fun as dinner for four at the top. Goodbye. And with that, we'll take a short break. Hey y'all, hope you're enjoying the episode thus far. If you don't already, please follow myself and Malik on our personal social medias. You can follow me on Instagram at Vonagram or on Twitter at underscore Vaughn. And you can follow Malik on Instagram at Yo Malik and on Twitter at Yo Malik. Now let's get into the next topic. All right, so it's time for the wind down. Wind um, down. If this is your first time listening to us, uh, our wind down segment is our celebrity slash social media based portion of the show. It's kind of where we just chill and discuss things that, are, of course, a lot lighter on the chest than maybe some of the heavier topics in our grown up gay segment. Um, so for this week, of course, the first thing that I want to start out on is like I said, I've been thinking about money like crazy for the past uh, money. week and a half. Listen, Car- listen, Cardi said it. Um, but three monumental things happened um, this week in the world of uh, finances and Forbes. Ooh, that's a cute little finances and Forbes. Finances um, and Forbes. It's like a little website or something needs to be created. Uh, but no, the first things first is Jay-Z is officially a billionaire. Damn. You know, round of applause to the the Marcy man himself. 
uh, Brooklyn's first, well, not first, but Brooklyn's favorite billionaire now. Um, according to Forbes, Jay-Z's wealth now officially amasses over $1 billion. Uh, the And it's funny because you would think that like, oh, Jay-Z, a rapper, music industry, et cetera, et cetera, that like it would be easy to make it to a billion because of how successful he is and the impact and stuff that he's had. But like he has multiple, multiple streams of income. And that's why I'm telling y'all, it is so important. If you really want to, to, to get to the world of, of wealth and you really want to like make money, you can't rely on just one job. Nope. Like just one job is not going to do it. Your one nine and a f- uh, nine to five is not going to be enough. You have to have multiple streams uh, streams of income. And like obviously for us, it's a lot harder, right? How do you cultivate five, six, seven streams of of income? Well, for Jay Z, he's branched out into a myriad of things. Um, his most successful is not music; it's actually um, Ace of Spades. Um, he that's where 310 million dollars of his worth comes because he's uh he own has you know assets in the company um which is why you always see ace of spades and everything jay-z related that and do and do is also another part of um his wealth do accounts for 100 million dollars 100 million and Duce is a joint venture between Jay-Z and um, Bacardi, which I didn't know. Honestly, I'm reading this off of Forbes right now. I did not know that. Um, the second <clears throat> largest portion of his wealth actually comes from cash and investments. Um, he has $70 million worth of Uber investments um, that he purchased. Oh, look at this. In 2013, he purchased it for $2 million. A $2 million investment is now worth $70 million. Mm, Listen, that's insane. Um, title is another uh, portion of his wealth that ama- uh, accounts for $100 million. And surprisingly, Rock Nation only brings in $75 million for Jay-Z, like as far as his worth goes. And then his music catalog um, is actually his, his third least um important when it comes to his overall worth um his music catalog is valued at 75 million dollars which is which goes back to showing you the importance of owning your masters and not that many people own their full masters um jay-z and rihanna are two of the only people that i know of that own like their full masters a lot of people it's funny because it's kind of become trendy to own your masters so a lot of people have uh, been like, you know, since they've when they've left their their record labels or their initial deals, they've purchased their current masters, which is smart, of course. Um, but seventy five million dollars and the rest comes from a seventy million dollar art collection, which shout out to him. That is dope. And then the last bit is fifty million dollars for uh, real estate that he owns alongside his wife, Beyonce. So shout out to Jay-Z. Definitely, definitely inspirational. Um, so inspirational yes. at 49 he is a billionaire Mm-mm-mm. and it's crazy because he started in the music industry at 26 like that's not young that's our age like that's yeah. that's with us so shout out to, shout out to jay um now 
for me, the most inspirational part of all these people, of course, is Rihanna. Riri. Bad gal Riri. My, you know, it's my, it's my girl. Um, Rihanna is now the wealthiest woman in music. Mm-hmm. She has amassed a $600 million uh, net worth, thanks to, of course, the success of Fenty Beauty, um, her illustrious music career, of course, um, but mostly thanks to Fenty Beauty. Um, and it's actually... It's actually... Put, there is potential that she could actually be worth more than this because according to Forbes, uh, they gave her 15% ownership of Fenty Beauty, but it's actually been argued that she owns 40% of Fenty Beauty. Um, I'm sorry, 48% of Fenty Beauty because they confirmed that LVMH only owns 50% of the company. So the other percentage is, is essentially up for grabs. And Fenty Beauty is now valued at $3 billion. Wow. In a matter of 15 months, Rihanna has been able to grow a company that is valued at $3 billion. That's fucking insane. Like, 15 months? $3 billion? That's crazy. That's insane. Which just goes to show that, like, sometimes if you're... Because it... People have been asking forever, why hasn't Rihanna, you know, come out with her own thing, like her own clothing line, her own da-da-da. Like, I remember actually having this discussion with one of my uh, followers uh, by the name of Shayson. Uh, well, shout out to him. He just graduated. He's Jamaican, uh, queer Jamaican. He's an engineer, actually. Shout out to him. Super shout out to him. Um, but I remember discussing with him, like, I want to say, like, maybe three or four years ago when one of the Fenty uh, by Puma fashion shows was on, was like, yo, he was like, yo, why is she still like working with these companies like why does she just have her own shit and i was like you know i'm sure she's working towards it like i'm sure she's working towards it and that's what she's been doing because if you think about it rihanna partnered with CoverGirl, and then she partnered with mac cosmetics for a few years yeah kind of getting familiar with the world of makeup and then she launched fenty beauty uh she partnered with um armani with puma um with river island to do her own like small clothing you know ventures and now she has fenty the actual fenty clothing brand with lvmh so it just goes to show that like she was like testing out the waters before she dove in and when she dove in bitch did she dive because like i said three billion dollars so if like i said in the forbes article you know they stated that her her team actually refuted the 15% thing are saying that she's owns more of the company than that. Um, but Forbes, for whatever reason, didn't take that into account, which is so funny to me because back to the Kylie Jenner thing. And also even back to the Jay Z thing, I thought it was interesting how they had to like fully confirm all of Jay and like Rihanna's things, but like with Kylie and, and Kylie cosmetics, like in the actual article, the first article that went out saying that she was a billionaire and da, 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 da. They literally say, we have no proof that the company is worth as much as it is. We've asked for find, for records from her, Kylie and her peer uh, and her team, and they have not given us anything to confirm this. But her mother is saying that the company is worth a billion dollars. So we're going to run with it. <laughs> like, But for Rihanna and Jay-Z, they got to like go through the ringer and do all this extra shit in order for y'all to like confirm their wealth. That's just another... That that annoyed me. Privilege. Yeah, privilege. That that annoyed me. Um 
But also, uh, Serena Williams. Serena Williams also made um, noise with Forbes because she's the first athlete to make uh, Forbes' richest uh, self-made women's list. Uh, she is worth $225 million. So shout out to Serena. Um, she's been the GOAT. Now, she's been having a little bit of troubles recently with playing, but... You know, she has nothing to prove to anyone. She will forever be, in my personal opinion, uh, top three greatest athletes of all time. Like, of all time. Um, so, shout out to Serena Williams. Shout out to Rihanna. Shout out to uh, Jay-Z. Shout out to everyone. You know, make that money. Make that money. Okay. Um, someone that's, you know, trying to get there. Girls, oh, that sounds... get your money. Bow. I love it. Sierra. Sierra was recently on Red. Uh, she joined Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, mm-hmm. Willow, and I forgot. I always forget their. Jada's they call her. Ga- they call her Gammy. Gammy. They joined. Uh, Sierra joined them for a Red Table Talk interview. Um, that to me was underwhelming. It was very underwhelming. You know, she talked a lot about. Um, she talked a lot about how she kept telling herself what she wanted. You know, the same spiel she's been giving everyone else about, you know, she she knew she had to make some different decisions. Mm-hmm. She 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 didn't want to be a... Well, she realized that she was going to be a single mother. And, you know, how she, she talked about she looked to her father for the example of the kind of man that she wanted. Yeah, and she realized that... that, that she wanted, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The kind of love that she wanted. And she realized that that wasn't the path that she was on. And so she had to start making some different decisions, which I, which I can tell totally you know get behind and yeah. and, and agree with that but, was that was that part was really valuable to me because people always say well, sierra what's the prayer what was your prayer and i'm like girl she didn't pray for anything she just chose to stop fucking with fuck niggas that's it that's, that's all really she it like that's it <laughs> she made a decision sierra had a clear type yeah clear type bow wow um future uh, even amari sotomayor like she was clearly chasing after hot boys and like yeah Anyone that knows anything knows you can't tame them niggas. She kept trying. No. She kept See, trying she, to tame them. She, but yeah, like, she did. Those men are going to be those men regardless. So she simply chose up. Like, she leveled up. Right. She so, leveled up her mind and she got with a man who was ready for a family. And it's all right. good. And here's the thing. You know, her yeah, her man is, is her man just turned 30 last week. Yeah. And Sierra's um, 34. Yeah, she is. She's, she's a cougar. Um. So yeah, you know, Sierra was was, was on the red table talking. She did her thing, and you know, and I I just kind of feel like I'm ready for Sierra to give us the low down dirty shame, and that's what I feel like she has not done yet. And I kind of feel in like that's regard? why. I, um, in regard to who is Sierra, like what is what's interesting about her. What is it like? What's that thing that keeps us coming back for Sierra? What was it? When you think of goodies and you think of um, the evolution, for me, I thought I always thought of Sierra was like, I thought she had, I thought she had an innovative approach to like pop trap, you know, to pop and be. Um, I to thought she. <laughs> Yeah, pop, I pop and be, crunk and be, whatever. I thought she had an innovative approach to it with the with the producers she worked with, with her writers, with her dance style. But something about it has changed, and it's like it's just 
it's not there anymore. Like, uh, she's not interesting to me, I feel like. Well, I, I think the thing with Sierra was there was a familiarity there. Initially, when Sierra first came out, at least to me, when I saw Sierra, what I saw was, like, the girl in your neighborhood that could dance really well. But, like, and she was making the music that we like to dance to, that we like to have fun to, that we like to, to turn up to, or whatever the case may be is. And I think Sierra's problem is she's been running from that familiarity for the sake of pop stardom. Like, I'll never forget when, when Future talked about, like, the one time that he's discussed, actually discussed their breakup or whatever. Um, he was talking about, like, what was to come after Body Party. Because, you know, Sierra had been, was working on that album um, for quite some time. The, the Sierra album, the self-titled album, which is her best in my personal opinion. Um, she had been working on it for quite some time and like things just weren't sticking. Uh, she had like the, um, damn, what was that one song that was like about 50 cent? It was never, never, ever. No, no, no. I don't remember what it's called, but I remember the video, she was dancing in like an empty room and she looked pretty in the video. Um, but like nothing. That's that's every Sierra video. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) It really is. It is. (laughs) It really is. Her looking pretty and dancing. But the room. She was by herself. Anyway, y'all get what I'm saying. (laughs) Like, and but that wasn't what my point was. It wasn't really working, right? So then she started dating Future, and Future and Mike Will kind of laced her with these urban tracks, and then then came Body Party, I'm Out, etc., etc. The album did well, etc. When they went back in to start working on the album again, of course, Future was trying to keep her in that same pocket. And she kept saying, no, I don't want to do that. I want to do pop because I want to be I want to be a superstar. I want to be bigger than that. And it's like, why? That to me was when I realized like, oh, okay, so Sierra really doesn't get it. Like that is where you're supposed to be and where you're supposed to be is often way better than where you think Mm. you're supposed to be. And I think that's her problem. She's been chasing, you know, this superstardom, this pop sound. But that that doesn't work for you. I've been thinking about you. Like, that, that's just not what people want from her. I don't um, want to hear that shit. Yeah, no. But um, I, the reason why I found the, the interview to be a little underwhelming, outside of, by the way, Willow Smith, beautiful girl, a star. I don't need her on that show. I agree. I'm so I understand why I think, she's there. I think it's cute for certain segments, exactly. but not every episode. I understand here's the why thing. she's there, but it's just Willow like, cannot relate to everything they're talking about. No, and it kills me because she'd be there like, yeah, you're she right. Like, mm, exactly. Yeah, exactly, like, girl. That's okay, it. Mm. and I'm like, girl, you are 18. <laughs> like. <laughs> and like some of the stuff where Sierra was like, you know, bringing pregnant is hard. She was like, mm, you're right. I'm like, girl, that ain't deep. Like, why are you? <laughs> like, that's an obvious statement. Like, it just, I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I get it. Like, we, we were just talking about ushering up the younger generation, mentoring. I, I get why she's there. But sometimes I just want someone to tap on her shoulder and say, baby, just quiet down. Just, just say a little less. Say less. Um, but to me, the reason why I found the interview to be a little underwhelming is because it's the same thing. It's the same. It's literally the same interview that she's been giving for like the past three years. Like I was lost in a wilderness. And uh, then, you know, suddenly 
a knight in shining negro came out of seattle and made my life better and it's like i really want sierra to realize that like you are more than just this marriage like i don't know if she realizes that but like she has marketed russell in this marriage more than she has marketed anybody of music that she has ever released i mean it's it's it, i mean i it seems to me that Russell and this marriage also kind of like j- jump started her career again. Well, no, you know? it keep, it definitely keeps her afloat. But it's bec- and I and I get it. People buy into that shit. If you if you sh- can give people an insight on what looks to be perfect and golden, they will be intrigued. They will be enamored by it. But like. Maybe it's just the pride that I have in, in my overall self. But, like, ain't no fucking way in hell I'm a musician. I'm an artist. I'm a performer. And the thing that y'all want to talk to me most about is some nigga. That's a cute five minutes. Yeah, but I'm not going to give y'all that whole, like, I'm, no. I'm more than that. Like, I, this music is what I do. Like, this shit is, like, what I'm about. Like, for me, I would like to hear more about Sierra, the musician, the artist, the performer like what what do you really want for yourself in that regard like what are you really striving for what are what are, have been the real struggles that you've gone through because she's been through a lot of shit talk about that talk about like the stuff not performing well what does that actually feel like for an artist talk about like curating your own label and like your own album process thoroughly like what has that what have you learned what were mistakes that you made how would you do things differently next time like that's the stuff that i'm and maybe because i'm selfish because that's the stuff that i'm actually interested in so that's what i'm looking to hear about but it's like to me if if you only let people focus on that one thing then they're not going to focus on your music and like that's why i mean granted the music isn't doing well because it's it's not good but like it also, I'm sure, would, would help if you talked about it. Agreed. So, yeah. Um, Sierra is going on tour, though. That is one thing that she mentioned um, after the interview on her social media. Um, she's only released about six of the dates so far. She'll be going to New York, Atlanta, L.A., I think Vegas, and a few other places. So, if you do want to hear, um, what is the new album called? Beauty Marks. Beauty Marks. If you do want to hear Beauty Marks live and you want to hear her classics, make sure you you grab yourself a ticket um, and go support her. And she she don't do the classics full out no more. She doesn't. But I think it's because, well, at least when I've seen her perform them, she's been on, like, promo runs. I'm sure on a tour she'll perform them full out. I would hope because that's why people are showing up. It's not for this new shit. Um, I actually might go. I think I might go to the show in New York. So I'll come. I'll join you. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, Me, you and Wesley that. should go. That'll be fun. Yeah, I think so too. That'll be fun. Um, speaking of something that isn't fun, <laughs> Nini apparently is out of the first part of Housewives, according <laughs> to B. Scott. Uh, she has gotten into altercations with production, and Nini's been wilding apparently. So they have sat her down. And have asked her to set out the remainder of the first portion of the the um, filming because usually I don't know if you well usually they they kind of film two parts kind of in the beginning of things and once the show is out they they kind of follow up with the rest and that's usually when you'll get like the trip and the finale and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, according to B. Scott, she's been wilding and 
apparently they're they're covering it up by saying that like her contract was never like fully finished so that's actually why she's sitting down because that they, they haven't confirmed the full amount that she'll be making um but apparently it's also because she's been rowdy and you know Acting up, putting the, putting her hands on people. Act up, and you they, can get snapped. <laughs> and they and and, and in the words of Portia, uh uh-uh, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> why Portia? Why Portia said her belt came off? <laughs> listen, listen, Nene, um, Nene, yeah, has been acting up. She's been acting Nene up. has been acting up. She um um, and apparently one of the cameraman's teeth were knocked out or something or chipped or Nene is a big girl so you know when a big girl acts up a big girl acts up so I'm not I'm not (laughs) too surprised that she out here throwing bowls and knocking out teeth nah me either nah but I I I know I know uh, I I, I know Nene better get together or she before she uh, because that's a check that's a check peachless 2.85 million dollars a year that's a lot of money to listen Nene needs that bag don't get it twisted these tag. stores, these stores, she, she opened it up. Uh, so swag boutique, swag. that's cute and all. Yeah. But listen, retail is dying, baby. Especially brick and mortar. Ex- especially brick and mortar, and and we're talking about boutique style stores. We're not talking about names, namesake brands. Because you are not okay. Twenty one. We're talking about boutique stores that. It's brick and mortar, and I don't think what like I said, Nene needs that check. So she'll you she you damn right she'll be on this season. She gonna figure it out. Listen, she better because let me tell you something. Three million dollars to do what they do, absolutely. Yeah, sign me yeah. up. That sign is that up. is that is a good check for a lot of nothing. A I lot mean, of nothing. Granted, I know it's more emotionally testing or whatever. Draining. But Three million dollars. Girl, Girl. Kenny is back as well. I cannot wait to see her. Yeah, she's apparently been filming with uh, Portia. Yes, which is wild because they hated each other. But I mean, it's not really wild because I mean, it's been like three years, so people do grow and mature, and they both have children and are mothers now, and you know, that should be interesting. But in even more interesting, and this is what I'm, I'm looking forward to in regard to this season. Um, Apollo Nida is officially out of jail. Yes. Um, he's in, currently in a halfway house, which he will be released from if everything goes according in October. Um, so I just want, I, I, I need Phaedra to be back on this season. I'm sorry. I just need, I need her back. So are you fine with losing Candy for Phaedra? Absolutely. Okay. Candy has been one of my least favorite housewives for a while now. Got it. Her and Cynthia can go. Because Cynthia is beautiful, but I, I don't care about anything that she's doing. And Candy, I don't care about her either. I don't care about her. I mean, I'm, I support the fact that she's be able to create all these businesses. And if, if anyone doesn't need Real Housewives of Atlanta, it's Candy. <laughs> like, she's definitely set herself up to where she is, like, good regardless but like I don't care about her storyline in any way. I don't care about her daughter. I don't care about her husband. I don't care. I don't even care about OLG. I don't care about none of that. If I can yeah. get Phaedra back, where Phaedra's reads and this Apollo stuff, what? Do you know what kind of season that will be? Listen. Agreed. Phaedra does have the reads. Listen. Ben had them. Yeah. Ben had them. We're her lying ass. But like, 
it would be it would be excellent. So I guess we'll see when um, the the trailers and such start rolling around who makes the final cut and what to expect. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. It should be. It should be. Um, <clears throat> but that is it for this week's episode of Growing Up Gay. We hope you guys have enjoyed. Um, we don't have a spill it for this week. Of course, our spill it is our answer and question slash advice segment. So if you do have something that you like, a question you'd like to ask us in regard to anything, or if you need some advice, um, please be sure to reach out to us. There's multiple ways to do so. You can reach out to us on our social media accounts. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at underscore Vaughn or on Instagram at Vonagram. You can follow Malik on Twitter at Yo Malik or at Malik Khalid Yoga, and that's K-H-A-L-I-D Yoga. Um, you can email the show at Vaughn at Grown Up Gay, Malik at Grown Up Gay dot com, or Grown Up Gay at Gmail dot com, or Grown Up Gay Podcast at Gmail dot com. <laughs> there is a plethora of ways that you can reach out to us, um, but all that is going to be in the more info box somewhere below. So just look for it, and you'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. It's been fun. Good night. Peace. Holla.